Welcome to the American Intelligence Media. I'm your host, Douglas Gabriel, and I'm here with my good friend, Michael McKibben. How are you, Michael? I am great. Happy Friday. Thank you so much. I know that that means a lot for some people, but because we work 24-7, actually, weekends, we don't even know it's a weekend. We just keep on working. And I guess that's what you've been doing, because now you've come up with a really good reason to do something that I've really wanted to do for a long time, and that's I want to be Odysseus and poke out the eye of the Cyclops. And that one big eye is part of the five eyes, and the one big eye is Britain. I don't think that we should be allowing the British, who have demonstrated again and again to give us false information that has got that have gotten us into war after war, why would we ever share anything with them, and especially our intelligence, and especially if you see that they've already infiltrated all of our military industrial complex, all of our contractors, all of our corporate intelligence, and they already have their biggest piece of the pie, their lion's share. But what you've recently well, Douglas, discovered... if anybody doubts what you if anybody doubts what you just said, they need to look up Serco and realize that Serco has over five thousand uh, contracts with the U.S. government, most notably in space wars, in the Navy. Uh, they run the Obamacare website. They they process all of our patents at the patent office. And by the way, their latest 10K. Uh, Securities report neglected to report that they run our patent office, and it goes on and on. They they manage something like 62 of our air traffic control towers in the United States. They manage FEMA Region 9, and it just goes on and on. And this is a British company, so this is not generalization on your part. Oh, no. Sorry I, to interrupt. I generalize, but you bring all the statistics. <laughs> Your research <laughs> and uh, the research of the intelligence reports of the anonymous patriots and the research of, of the, uh, the staff writers alone at Americans for Innovation are mind-boggling. And you work with them, and you're their, their uh, voice. And so yes, it's, they're a great group of people. It's amazing that um, we have so much behind us. So when we come to speak, sometimes I go a little bit fast. Assuming everybody has read all of these things, but it's pretty much for sure, if we're saying it, then we can prove it, and we already have proven, and I like that about you. When we do a show like this one here, there's already the research that has been done by the staff writers, by your your researchers, you, what you, you know, blah, 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 and the, so there's a report that's about ready to go out, so we do an audio on it, and basically, you let people know what it is that your researchers have found. And so now you've found more stuff, and I'm harping about the five eyes because recently Alexander Downer said, the man who tried to set up George Papadopoulos, that he is a warrior for the Western Alliance. Okay, he's from Australia. That ain't so who the elected West. him to be warrior for the uh, Western Alliance, whatever yeah. that means. Yeah, and he's not in the West. And he is now, he used to run Australia when he gave you know twenty five million dollars to Hillary Clinton Foundation, to the Clinton Foundation for HIV drugs, and then didn't get any, he did that twice. People only seem to notice he did it once, but he's very corrupt. So when Hillary didn't get elected, they kicked him out, and so he became the High Commissioner to uh, to uh, to Britain, uh, and so he was basically has come out now and said, you know what he means by Western alliances, the Five Eyes. And that he is a warrior for them, and that absolutely he wasn't part 
of trying to frame George Papadopoulos. Well, that's a perfect example of what Five Eyes does. Yes, they certainly were part of the British spy spying on Trump. They were the instigators of it, and he was uh, working directly with them while he was in London. And so what you have found out is that this is so endemic. This is so much part of the plan that the moment that high technology could be stolen through the patents, it looks like Five Eyes has been in control of, as he calls it, uh, the uh, warrior of the Western Alliance. So the Western Alliance, what we call the Anglo-American Alliance, has basically been hiding behind Five Eyes. And we in America, when they're spying on us, the Brits came over to spy on our president. That's okay? How is that okay? Can you explain the Five Eyes to us? Five Eyes. Sounds like an interesting name. And uh, if you can envision a flag with five... I just saw one today, an illustration of Five Eyes with eyeballs, and the backgrounds were the national flags of the U.S., Canada, U.K., Australia, and New Zealand. That's the Five Eyes group. And just a couple of months before our trial with Facebook, the NSA released a secret document that had been signed on March 5th of 1946, which talked about an an intelligence-sharing agreement between the U.S. and the U.K. and the U.K. Commonwealth, actually said Great Britain. And this document said that they were going to share all signals intelligence, and that is anything that comes through the phone, through telegram, telex, uh, digital, and now the Internet. They were going to share all information. Uh, And this was just on the the heels of of just uh, uh, World War II stopping. So we saw that, and we said, wow, this is amazing. And then the other thing about this agreement is the people who signed this agreement agreed that they would keep the existence of the agreement secret. And so uh, we've known this now for several months. And um, uh, just in the last 24 hours, uh, some of our people have discovered the source documents that actually are the minutes of the meetings that occurred after this agreement was signed. I'm actually looking at that agreement here. I'm going to make sure I get that date right. Um, it was March 5th, right? Mm-hmm. Do you recall? Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, March 5th. March 5th, 1946. And then within days... Uh, intelligence people from the U.S. and Great Britain started having meetings at 33 Grosvenor Square in London, where they started mapping out how they were going to do this intelligence, how they were going to share this intelligence. And we have very detailed minutes of the meetings. And so we had people going through that. And the, the curious thing is, even though this is 1946, uh, this is 2019, that's how many years later? That's almost 80 years later. They're still redacting names on these these documents. I mean, that's shocking. I mean, most of these people are, are very old or, or not here anymore, and yet their names being blotted out. But the interesting thing, several um, strategic things about the 
redactions on these documents. Not a single American's name is redacted on any of these documents. But I would, uh, I'm going to estimate about um, uh, two-thirds of the British names on these documents are still redacted to this day. So that's very telling. So what we think behind those names are uh, probably a royalty, probably uh, uh, the landed gentry. These are probably family names and maybe even banking and corporate names of people who are now uh, uh, either themselves or their children are running major corporations. That's what we guess. Now, the more interesting thing that came out uh, just a couple hours ago. We started going through this uh, set of documents, and these are uh, the joint meetings between the U.S. and Great Britain, and, they, and there's a chairman identified on these documents. Uh, but as uh, we noticed that in each case, each set of meeting minutes, the chairman's name was blanked out along with others. And what we've learned over time is that w redactions are never perfect. And so we had some folks that are actually were actually reading through every page, and, and we said, find the name of this chairman. And so to cut a long story short, we started going through, and every, every time you saw the chairman identified, uh, the name was blanked out except for one set of minutes where the format on the, the uh, cover page of the meeting was um, a little different, and the person missed the name of the chairman. And so the chairman of these meetings was identified uh, in this uh, um, one set of minutes, and I, I had it open here. I just... Uh, let me go back to it here. Oh, yeah, there it is. The chairman of this meeting of the minutes of the inaugural meeting of the U.S.-British Signals Intelligence Technical Conference was a man by the name of Major General Sir Stuart G. Menzies, M-E-N-Z-I-E-S. And so we looked up Stuart Menzies, Sir Stuart Menzies, and um, I think we discussed earlier, I'll just, rather than make you guess, I'll uh, tell you who this person is. This person was the founder of the SIS, the SOE, and MI6. And he, he and another uh, British knight by the name of Sir Edward Travis, who ran Bletchley House during World War II, were the prime organizers of these meetings. And it's clear from these minutes that the British were running the development of what we now know as the NSA and the and GCHQ, and that the head of MI6, the stay-behind unit, the SOEs, the people that were doing most of the espionage around the world, uh, were the organizing the development of how signals intelligence was going to be handled between the United States and Britain and Britain's key Commonwealth partners, which ended up being New Zealand, Canada, Australia, and, um, and the U.S. So clearly they saw, they saw us as just the, the extension of the Commonwealth. And this is exactly consistent with what we've seen from this 200-year Cecil Rhodes plan for the development of a new world order based on Anglo-American superiority.
So what we now can tell from these documents, and we're seeing this start to pop out now in this uh, Trump-Russia investigation as the spotlight is starting to turn on the British as the organizer of the Trump-Russia hoax, uh, is what we will see next, and I think you and I both talked about this, we're going to see them claim that they can't talk about who the British people are because it will reveal sources and methods of spying. And because of that, they're, they're going to claim that they can't share who in Britain was involved in the Trump-Russia hoax. But here's my proposal. My proposal is this. None of those claims of, of uh, sources and methods is valid because what we see here now is that the British GCHQ is running our NSA, our CIA, and is running these stay-behind networks that have been around since World War One, through World War Two, have been passed down to the children of these people who organized this in World War Two. And what we're seeing in the the radical left that is attempting to take over the world and organizing it around these unelected. Um, heads of these corporations all use the NSA and the GCHQ as their private spy agency. It has nothing to do with sovereign nations protecting their secrets. This has to do with them covering up these crimes that they have used our intelligence communities to uh, uh, perpetrate around the world against the citizens of various countries, including the United States and Britain. Well, we know that's true because they use the GCHQ headquarters, I mean, the General Communication Headquarters leader of Britain's uh, GCHQ, Robert Hannigan, to spy on Trump. We know that basically what we call our OSS, which was the beginnings of our CIA, and then, of course, that spread into the NSA. So basically all of the units of intelligence that really, they're not going to tell you anything about what they do. These are liars, cheaters, these are subverters, these are infiltrators, these are espionage, people who do nothing but lie. Nothing they ever say is true. And this all came from the Brits. Well, isn't it interesting that, just as you say, they're going to try to use their five eyes national security um, concerns to say that they're not going to let you know who the source is and who the methods are that were used for the spying on Trump. Well, I'll tell you who the sources were. They're British criminals. And I'll tell you the methods they used. It's called overthrowing a sitting U.S. president, a color revolution, yep. a treasonous act by those inside of our domestic borders, and actions from war actors outside of our domestic borders. And I don't care that they're members of the Five Eyes. That just means they had more access to information that they used against us and all the more reason that we should finally win the American Revolution and kick Britain out of our country. Now, you're going to think that, of course, I'm exaggerating, but I'm not exaggerating at all because we now know, because of Freedom of Information Act Judicial Watch papers, show that the Deputy Assistant of the U.S. State Department, Kathleen Kavalek, was planning with Bruce Orr to take anything they could that was dirt and basically use it against Trump. But in that same communications, they acknowledge that Britain 
has been completely informed about all of this. And then recently in the Telegraph, a newspaper in Britain, they came out with two articles with their alibi. And basically, they clearly point out that the Brits knew about all of this and read the dossier and went over every single detail of the dossier with Christopher Steele long before Trump ever knew about it. And they're trying to say, you know, that it was only in October. That's a lie. It goes all the way back to February 2016. But they point blank say in this article that the head of MI6, Alex Younger, and that the head of MI5, the current head at that time, Andrew Parker, were absolutely completely briefed on this and that we know Alison Saunders met with Bruce Orr and Nellie Orr. And we know that Arvinder Sambai was the controller who was working directly with Mueller to cover up this conspiracy from the beginning. And we know that Richard Dearlove, the ex-head of MI6, was the handler of Stefan Halper, who was the handler of Christopher Steele. So when we're talking about British involvement, it doesn't get any higher. But in this article, it says that they never told Theresa May. Okay, impossible. You're telling me that every single member of their intelligence community was involved in this, ex-members and current members of the British government, they found that this was literally supposed. If you read the dossier, it says that Trump is had has been a Russian spy confirmed for five years before he right. Ran that for was office. the opening opening statement, I think. Yes, is the opening statement, and so that they didn't bring this to anybody's attention. Well, the other the other uh, as interesting as Theresa May is Gina Haspel was the CIA chief in London at the time, and according to this agreement uh, between the U.S. And, and America, or the U.S. and uh, Britain, she would have had to have been informed about this intelligence. No and, question. And we know that Arvinder Sambai, who had helped Stefan Halper lure George Papadopoulos to London, who also then towards, told George Papadopoulos to go to Rome and meet Michael Gaeta, who was a FBI-slash-CIA counterintelligence operative faking that he was attached to the U.S. Assembly, uh, U.S. Embassy in, Ro- in Rome, we know those directions had to come directly from Gina Haspel, her permission. They had to come from John Brennan. They had to come from Comey because these are people working directly for them. And we know that they were all working out of London. So there is no right. way that you can say Arvinder Sambai, who had been working with Robert Mueller since 9-11 and before, and has been part of covering up all kinds of uh, horrible things with Mueller, she was directly connected to framing George Papadopoulos with Joseph Mifsud, with Stefan Halper, with Alexander Downer, with Andrew Wood, with Dear Love, with... Okay, so what we have here is exactly what you're saying. The Five Eyes do whatever they want, keep it completely secret. They might not even tell each other, but who knows? The point is, is they all have shared intelligence that they're using against the United States of America to overthrow a sitting president. Well, here we get, we have March 15th, 1946, item 15. Sir Edward Travis suggested that to meet such difficulties, an arrangement might be made by which British non-technical experts were made aware of the purpose and method of operation of a technique which was developed under U.S. patent in order to ensure that the technique was used to the maximum advantage without the necessity of releasing technical details to the U.K. So here we have our government and the British government conspiring 
on how to abuse U.S. patents right there in writing. Boom. These people are disgusting. And they do it because it means so much money, so much power, so much control. And as we've always said, this yep. is directly linked to the military. These are all military actions using national security or protecting the queen as their excuse for what they do. And there was a man, Sir Charles Farr, who's the head of the Joint Intelligence Committee that is actually combines MI5 and MI6 and everything else in intelligence, uh, the General Communications Headquarters and everything else. And he directly states that he was 100% in support of Christopher Steele, went over each of the diff 17 different installments to this uh, Christopher Steele PP dossier. This man, the head of British intelligence, admits that he was part of it from the beginning. And just as you say, they're yeah. going to just pass it off and say, oh, but we can't talk about it. It's five eyes. It's classified. Sources and methods. These sources and methods are all the fruit of a poisonous tree, in my view. And here we go back to the origins of the NSA, the GCHQ, were MI6, were some of the worst liars on the planet, have been involved with the organization of all of our communications infrastructure throughout the world our entire lifetime major general sir stuart g menzies and sir edward travis two men dedicated and took oaths to the queen of england not to the united states not to the u.s constitution but to the queen of england they drove the development of what I mean, these two guys both worked in world war one with uh uh, Alfred Milner with Lord George, Lord George, with the group that developed the Tavistock Institute methods for how to use psychological techniques in the wireless arena, in both TV, radio, and now the Internet. These guys were the direct... This is the continuity that you and I have seen for a long time now. But from World War One to the current time, and their culpability is so clear because they can't even disclose the names of the people that were involved in developing this system. So what we have here, Mr. President, is absolute proof that the Five Eyes is a subversive, uh, subversive organization that was hijacked by the banking community of the world, and they selected which corporations were going to win, which were going to lose, and these are the same people that basically exploited the German patents, which Roosevelt, by the way, agreed to, and then brought them all to the U.S. to continue exploiting all the in inventions of human creativity our entire lifetime. It's now time to put an end to this. You're so right, and it's a weaponization of our greatest intellectual property, our patents our inventions, the things that should have placed us as the Great Britain. No, we're Great America. And we need to sever ourselves from this kind of nonsense because what you just described with Sir, uh, Sir Stuart Menzies and Sir Edward Travis basically has been replicated here in America through a man named Andrew Marshall and the Highlands Forum and Inkytel. And James P. Chandler and, and, uh, and uh, the IBM Eclipse Foundation. 
They've handed all of this technology to Silicon Valley to develop these monopolies that are now attempting to completely censor and silence the American Republic so that they can continue reaping the benefits of this very devious, very devilish agreement that these guys sat around and created at the end of World War II and that we are the victims of our entire lives. So so we've got to realize that the propaganda that these guys promoted into our mainstream media, I should say public relations, our mainstream media throughout the world were nothing but their lying propaganda arms whereby they they supported this um, monopoly on the, the development of communications throughout the world. And uh, I mean, it's just it's just astounding that it could be this bad. Writers, writers is basically just their propaganda unit, and then it oh, became they, the Associated Press. Oh, these guys Press. had stock in Reuters. These guys created Reuters. Absolutely. These guys. And then they keep it through the politicalization of their groups like... Uh, I would say that Andrew Marshall and Henry Kissinger and Henry Kissinger's Council on Foreign Relations, which is a break off of the Cecil Rhodes Roundtable, Milner Roundtable, the British Institute for International Affairs, right. the Chatham House, and the House, Atlantic Council, the Atlantic Council, the Pilgrim Society, all of these are pro- group. They're, they're propaganda groups. And what do they support? Military. And what does the military support? Stealing every patent they can weaponize or any patent right. that's going to bring tons of money. So what we're really dealing with here is the American model was based upon the British model, and it's based upon militarization. It's based upon basically in Britain, Great Britain, in the United Kingdom, everything is focused on only one thing, and it has nothing to do with the people. It's preserving the monarchy, period. Power. And right. we have demonstrated that the power of the monarchy is beyond anything anyone has ever been able to clearly point out with the golden shares. With People the, need to realize that the reason the, there's such good feelings about the monarchy to this day <clears throat> has been propaganda. Exactly. <clears throat> been a very, you've, had, you've had ultimate money to push a propaganda that makes the queen sound very motherly. And any time that anyone touches that idea, they get buried in in the counter propaganda. Yes, look at the propaganda. And what we're seeing now is the complete shut off of the conservative voice in the U.S. by these same people because they've got they know they read your mail. They they know what you're saying to other people. They know how to basically manipulate the mechanisms of digital control now where we're getting into the digital keys, we're getting into the public uh, key infrastructure, we're now looking at <clears throat> the very real possibility that uh, their hijack of ICANN is going to actually shut off websites when they get too pesky. <laughs> we're very close to a completely totalitarian future. The squelching of if free we don't speech stop it now. in America is, is going the way of Britain and the European Union and China and Russia, and Turkey, and North Korea, and Iran. Let's remember that all of those fascist countries have already taken control of the Internet. They can control it. Now it's happening here in America. Well, who is controlling it? 
If you look at that, we have spelled that out in great detail, but let's just look at what the Telegraph did. The news agency that came out with these two reports, basically giving Alexander Downer the excuse to say he's a warrior for the Western Alliance, and the yeah, excuse... Yeah, they're just running cover. Mm -hmm, and the excuse that they're going to cover sources and methods, and that's going to be the reason why they can't reveal that the British were deeply behind all of this. But in the Telegraph articles, it basically pointed out the big thing they wanted to convince people is that Theresa May was never told. Why? Yeah, what a joke. That means the Queen doesn't know. Remember, this joke. is the lie they have to tell on every remember, single issue. The, the Telegraph is a propaganda arm of Five Eyes. Nothing short of that. We've got to remember, these are public relations agencies. They're not investigators. They're not journalists. And they are going to lay down a story that they can get the public to believe because most people don't have the time to dig into all this stuff. Well, our people have... And we've, we've got their number now. Well, the biggest propagandist maybe on the earth would be uh, Lord Malik Brown. The biggest controller of the military-industrial complex on the face of the earth would be, oh, by the way, that is he a sir or a baron, Malik Brown? I can't ever read He is a lord. He's a lord. Lord he, Mark Malik Brown. He's <clears throat> a lord. And then we have... He's sir, not a sir. Okay. Then we have Sir Jeffrey Patty. Then we have uh, Sir Richard Dearlove, and then we have Sir Charles Fur, Far, and then we have Sir Stuart Menzies, and then we have Sir, 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 Sir. They're sirs because they serve the Queen, and they're probably on her Privy Council. And here in America, Hillary is the Queen. She was to become the Queen, and her whole thing was to be just like the monarchy of Great Britain. She would have been the queen of great America, but it would have been all of the Americas. That was the plan. That's what NAFTA was supposed to do, is end Mexico and Canada, roll them all together, and we would become part of the Commonwealth of the Brits. That's the, what the plan was. So when they try to say Theresa May didn't know, even though Sir Charles Farr knew, everyone knew, but nobody told Theresa May, this is the same nonsense that Bruce Orr tried to float, saying he was the back channel for Christopher Steele once he was fired from the FBI for releasing all the information which the FBI didn't want to have happen. That PP dossier was never supposed to be released. That was McCain getting too excited. I, I love just pointing that out because we're the only people who point that out. But anyway... The point is, is that they're protecting Theresa May because she's the connection to the Queen. And if the Queen was it to come out that the Queen was doing this, that would be the end of the monarchy. Why would there well, be a monarchy? Well, certainly her subjects are doing it, and, and these, uh, all these sirs are not sir for uh, no reason. They're, they're there to keep the power structure in play. That's their job. Let's face it, they, they, don't have, they don't care about America. Never did. And, and don't forget that they sent over the deputy prime minister, Mr. Clegg. Is he a sir, a lord, a baron? What's his, his gig? Uh, sir Nick Clegg, yeah. Sir Nick he's a, Clegg. He's a knight. And they also sent over little Richie Allen, and he's a baron, isn't he's he? He's a lord. Oh, he's, he's a baron. A, he's a baron. Okay, so you can't get more royalty stuffed into America at this point. And what are they doing here? Supporting Facebook? Facebook just took down free speech in, in the European Union and Britain 
and you can go to jail for saying you think that you don't like Muslims, but the Muslims don't go to jail if they stab you with a knife or kill you or rape or your daughter. Or say they're going to take over America or on C-SPAN. Promise that the they're going to going take over today. Britain, America, European Union, and kill all Americans. I mean, do people not understand that these fascist chants are really speaking the truth of a jihad? These are religious prayers when they say they're going to kill all Americans. That is a religious jihad prayer that they need to live up to. So if you think for one minute that Britain is Britain anymore, you are mistaken. George Soros took over Britain. What's going on right now is Theresa May was George Soros's patsy, just like Angela Merkel. But because Theresa May never had a plan for Brexit, as she had to admit, because she was certain George Soros was going to get a second Brexit vote and win it, just like he tried to get a second American vote for the president to try to basically delegitimize the election of President Trump. He did the same thing with Brexit, as you know. Theresa May says, well, let's have one more big vote. And she never had a plan. She did nothing more than sit around and wait to hear what George Soros is going to tell her. So Theresa May is, has to be considered innocent in relationship to the coup d'etat, the overthrow of American president and the overthrow of the U.S. Constitution, using her British patsies in America and the lookalikes, the senior executive service, but let me just make this perfectly clear. It is impossible, 100% impossible for me to believe that the queen and her son and her husband and the rest of the members of the Privy Council aren't 100% aware of this conspiracy and were principal players, if not the initial creators of the plan. And certainly they were the major right. actors. There was way too much energy and, and, and uh, attention given to this for that not to be exactly what happened. And, you know, one of the things that, that uh, really pointed us to the fact that uh, this Five Eyes argument was going to be coming up was uh, in Tricia B. Anderson's interview uh, to the Joint Judiciary Oversight Committee. Uh, which you've talked about a number of times, but she was James Baker's assistant, deputy attorney general, or deputy general counsel for the FBI. There's a very strange page on page 92 of her testimony. The whole page is where a Democratic lawyer is asking her about Five Eyes and to define what it is and how it's a special information-sharing relationship and then uh, it goes on for a page, and, and, and is it supposed to be for political purposes? And, of course, the answer is no. And then, boom, that's it. One page about the Five Eyes, nothing before it, nothing after it. None of the Republicans followed up on it. None of the Democrats followed up on it. So you've got to ask yourself, what was that in there for? And, and, and given this uh, um, uh, Telegraph article that you uh, point out, it's very clear they are going to invoke the Five Eyes uh, secrecy agreement to try to, uh, as the excuse for not disclosing who these Brits were that tried to bring down our president. And so our people started looking at, okay, what? tell us more about this Five Eyes. So they started digging into the historical documents, and voila, there it is. They are going to claim that the uh, uh, sources and methods 
of the Five Eyes can't be revealed to the American public. And I say this is, uh, I won't tell you what I think it is. It's uh, a certain kind of excrement. And <laughs> I thought you were going to give uh, me a legal term, but that's probably the better and more accurate term. Yes, no, dung, it doesn't manure. deserve a legal term. Oh, yes, there's many uh, names yes. for what's going on in D.C. right now. Yes. Uh, and I think that the Attorney General Barr and the President are well within their rights to completely ignore that idea of sources and methods, because what we have just proven is the entire Five Eyes Alliance is a fraud, is a fraud that's been pushed on the entire world, including our country, and including the citizens of Britain, and it is nothing more than an excuse for criminal elements to organize a racketeering effort these last 80 years against the entire world, and they need to be outed now. Named now. Because anybody that was underneath this, that was actually engaged in this secrecy and this secrecy agreements had to know that this was totally corrupt from the, this fish uh, rotted from the head, had to know. And so therefore, they're not, they're not innocent bystanders in this. We need to know who these people are so we can get on with raising the consciousness of the world because it has been run by these criminal, corrupt spies who had only one thing in mind, power and money and taking care of their people. That's all it is. It's, you talk about organized crime. The Italian crime families don't hold a candle to these people. They have used our governments and our goodwill throughout the world to enrich themselves and their friends. Full stop. Absolutely. Disgusted. Yeah, it is disgusting. And it's become standard operating procedure. It's become so institutionalized that everybody was getting their piece of the unlawful pie. It's become that the British offshore accounts have become basically the way to grease the political machine of America. And we are seeing now that those people who are part of those processes are crumbling. And the reason is, is simply because we have a new... Deservedly so. It's, it's about time. Yes, and because lawfulness has come back, the rule of law has come back. You know, we get to see so many, what was it, 60 people jump off of Capitol Hill because Trump got elected because they didn't want to go down. Well, well the, they've got all the judges. They've got all the judges in their pockets, so they're going to try to preserve this thing. The fight has, is on. Oh, they're going to they're try, try to preserve their power. Yes, sir. And just as you pointed out, they're going to try to say it's all legal. And they will say it's all legal. And you'll have uh, Trish Anderson say, well, I, I signed off of the of all four of the FISAs, but I didn't read them. You have Rod Rodenstein, Rodenstein, Rat Rodenstein, literally <laughs> say, he literally says, I didn't read the FISAs I signed, the uh, FISA application. They said that under testimony. Oh, I see. I see that the, the, the agreement that's going to spy on the future possible president of the United States, you didn't bother reading, that is horse, you know what? It is... Give me a break. We, we're, giving, we're, we're being way too reasonable as, as citizens of this country. We've got to get incensed by this. This is ridiculous. I'm well, done. 
Yeah, I'm telling you that, yes, you're absolutely right, and that this is treason, and Trump has called it out for what it is. And here's right. what people don't want to hear, and we can finish with this. It doesn't matter whether you're an American faking that you're a Brit like Stephen Halper, the walrus, because he has dual citizenship. It doesn't matter that you're Arvinder Sambai, who is the FBI representative of the Crown Prosecutors, to the special counsel and also as the ombudsman for basically rogue CIA, rogue FBI activity. It doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter what agency you're in in America. It doesn't matter whether you're in the State Department, the, the Justice Department, the FBI, the CIA, right. the all NSA. Of these rule, all these rules are the fruit of a poisonous tree. They're all fraudulent. Because if They you, can't rely on those. And, they can't hide behind those anymore. We found you, folks. Yes, and... Sorry, folks. We warned you of this. You better become a white hat because there's no such thing as a gray hat. We warned you of this two years ago. You're going to be a black hat and you're going to be charged with treason because guess what? In America, if you know someone is doing a treasonous act and you don't turn them in immediately, it is your treason. You are now Five complicit. Eyes is the fruit of a poisonous tree that's 80 years old. And it's treasonous, because if they're our friends, they committed treason to overthrow us. But they're not, so they're war actors. But the domestic friends that they have here, they're all treasonous. And it's been said by Brett Kavanaugh, there's three different ways to go after treason. Two for citizens and one if you're in the military. And they ask him, you know, does has that ever happened? He says, yes, it's happened in America. And it's going to happen again, folks, because Trump is not... You, he doesn't say things just for jollies. And when he said well, no the wonder, word treason... No wonder they want to get it. rid of him. This is, the, this is the cash cow for every racketeer, oh, also called an international corporation on the planet. This is their policing system. This is how they keep hidden from public view. And this very system is the system that runs our world propaganda. So... They've got all their bases covered. How did this ever come out? I don't know, but it's out. They better, like Susan Rice, like Jonathan Weiner, like James Baker, like so many of them that jump ship, they better get out there with their alibis and they better give some evidence to turn in their bosses above them because guess what? You participated in treason. You will You're go out down. Of boats. You all can't of, be run by the British anymore. Mm -hmm. And when they say, oh, there's good people in the FBI, uh, no, no, there's no, not. I don't believe so. Not if they haven't come forward, because if you didn't know by watching the newspaper, by watching the news, what we have been reporting, and you are a government federal agent or a member of the Department of Justice, and you didn't notice the treason, that's not going to wash because ignorance of ignorance of the law is no excuse. You can't you can't operate in this system and claim innocence. You can't do it. If you didn't turn these people in, then you're a part of it. Now it's true that Mueller and Comey is ma have made it so that you can keep the exculpatory evidence from a case as they did with George Papadopoulos, Michael Flynn, and others during the special counsel. But a series of actions that demonstrate sedition and traitorous, treasonous actions, that will supersede any of the pathetic little 
what are basically these guys are no following than, the, the the British. They they're not even following our laws. No, these are judicial I mean, regulations. Crazy. They're not even laws. This is stuff that they made up to protect themselves right, in that policy. system. And in it's these disgusting. secret agreements, which they, by the way, in this secret agreement, the the agreement itself says you can't even tell others, any third party, that the agreement exists. So that means none of us were ever told. It's just like in Britain. They're secret committees. No one knows who's on them except the Queen. They're not allowed to ever admit anybody's on it. And no one goes to the meetings. There's no minutes taken. Same thing happened here in America with Andrew Marshall and Kissinger and their little Highlands Forum group. Same thing. Secret right. meetings, no agendas. You can't write it down. But when you walk out, you have Such the insider trading information genius. that will make you a billionaire. And that's, I'm right. not exaggerating. That's not, that's not investing genius. That's called fraud. Exactly. And that's all they've been doing. And, they, and, and, and the media went along with it, and they called them little genius investors. And we have, been, we have been so hoodwinked by our entire financial press who went along with this same game. Why? Because they were all getting enriched as well. I mean, what a deal. Ugh. The Brits. And, and besides that, they stole my patent, the, and that's the biggest the patents patent. of many other creative people. One of the biggest patents ever, and they stole it like Marconi stole Tesla's wireless because they knew it could be yep. used for weaponization and for experimentation. Yeah, and most on of humans. these guys that organized the, G, the the Five Eyes were there in World War One, benefiting from. The, the stolen patents from uh, from Tesla, and they were watching it be implemented by the Admiralty and the Navy. And isn't it interesting that Serco today is running most of our Space Wars Navy activities in Washington? Oh, yes. There's been a complete continuity of this rape of the world. We have got to wake up. We truly do, and we have to realize that Five Eyes is an agreement that is indicative of the way that the Brits have been infiltrated through Serco, through taking over, managing all of our data, managing practically everything that moves in America, managing anything where there's cash they run, they Douglas, they run our... Serco has the uh, contracts to run the Office of Personnel Management in the United States, for God's sake. Which ridiculous shows we have been so thoroughly infiltrated it's just it's just astounding and, and it's all because a bunch of um, members of the privy council a long time ago militarized propaganda and convinced americans during world war one through woodrow wilson yep. when they basically took over the white house and propagandized us into joining their wars as if because we speak english we need to rule the world together and that same myth well, continues. Well, that's Rhodes' vision. Yes, and it continues to this very day. And that kind of sharing that came with the five eyes is like an a priori assumption that anything British is good. And I'm telling you, almost everything British is bad in terms of Hey, money. I like the British. I lived over there. I love the British. This isn't the British. This is their, their corrupt ruling class that's doing this exactly. not the british themselves right it's the great brits you know it's the monarchists it's it's the queen and her privy council 
And the subjects of the queen have no rights, and you have no right to ask the queen her business. And so, I'll close this out with, with saying the following. Yes, Theresa May was fully aware of the attempted coup against Donald Trump. The reason they make it that she isn't is so that he will meet with her and talk with her. Otherwise, why would he meet with the enemy? Now, the queen well, He is, needs to be is very given, careful when he goes over there. Oh, these, these people are out for blood. Don't shake their hand. Don't drink anything. Don't sleep where they tell you to sleep. And the queen, they say, oh, she's daft. She doesn't know anything. That's wrong. That's wrong. The Queen's Privy Council still controls the entire United Kingdom. And so what's really going on is they wish to get him over there to do him in. Because if he gets a second term, which he will, globalism ends and the Queen's monarchy will probably end also along with it because of this coup d'etat, which has been going on since the first American Revolution. It's never stopped for a moment. We can go through the historical manipulations of Britain, but anywhere where money flows, the so British the crown Reserve. the British right. crown has set up a toll booth and they're getting their taxes. So if you think that we stopped paying King George taxes back when the American First Revolution happened, you're incorrect. We still pay taxes to this day. Mr. Trump, please, I know you're aware of it, please be mindful that the Five Eyes are not our friends because they are controlled by a British monarchy, which is something of the past that needs to end. And we need to make sure that those monarchical crown uh, tentacles that have reached into the S, the senior executive service and the crown agents and Serco and all the others, they need to come to an end. So please review all contracts. And the IBM Eclipse Foundation. And the patent theft. Please review all inter, uh, uh, corporate interaction or political interactions with the Brits and basically just cancel them. In other words, the Brits need to go bankrupt. And that's okay, because once they go bankrupt, then maybe they can stand on their two feet if they can get away from George Soros. But right now, they're just simply a puppet of George Soros, who is murdering them with the invaders that he has paid to bring into uh, Europe and into Britain. So we are not going to allow that here in America. And that's why we support Trump. And we do not support the five eyes.